What's up, everybody? Welcome to Bomb City Locker Room Talk Podcast. You're listening to Locker Room Hype, episode 23. As always, I'm James. I'm Chris. And I'm Adrian. What's going on, guys? Yeah, let's do it. End of 2020. Waiting on that ball to drop, man. (laughs) Ready to get this year over with. Yep. It is December 31st, 2020. I couldn't be more anxious to get through this year and get into 2021. I, know, I mean, man. it's been one sloppy, <laughs> crazy year. Yeah. And it's only been nine months since COVID thing, man. That's what's weird. It feels like two years. And we're still not done with it. We're still, you know, dealing with the the effects of what COVID has brought to our lifestyles and yeah. to our society and communities. And within our sports, it's still an issue. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We can only hope next year is going to be different, right? I hope so, man. Got to. Got to. Well, we're going to start off. We're going to discuss a little bit of the college football landscape. We're right in the middle of bowl season or what's left of bowl season. There's been so many that have been canceled. Um, And most recently, within the Big 12, we have the Alamo Bowl and the Cotton Bowl. And we've got a couple games on right now. West Virginia Army and Iowa State and Oregon play, I think, later on tonight. So there's a lot of good games that are out there. A lot of players opting out. Yeah. And a lot of players not playing because of COVID-related reasons. But as far as the opt-out issue, let's just let's touch on that first. What, how do you guys feel about players opting out of these bowl games? You can't blame them. I mean, you can't blame them. I mean, think about it. If you're going to your college season – you don't want to risk catching COVID and something serious happening because of that, which when they opted out there, it was just the beginning of COVID still, you know, nobody knew it was going to happen, but you don't want to risk your possible professional career just because you were out, you know, getting COVID from something or whatever and messing you up, you know, you got, I mean, I understand it. So I do you support the, the players opting out at the end of the season, right before bowl season, but right before the, their bowl game, opting out. How do you feel about that? Oh, but players have been doing that without COVID. They don't want to risk injuries anyway. So, I mean, yeah, I'm, right. a, I'm COVID, okay with COVID's that. COVID's a factor now with the whole opt-out issue. And, and it has been a trend within the past, what, five to six, seven years. Yeah. But as far as like opting out right before a bowl game, I'm not a big fan of it at all. Mm-hmm. I know these players want to secure, you know, their, their projected draft stock and, you know, the money that's going to be coming towards them. They don't want to risk any any injury to jeopardize their future. But you've got to, in my opinion, as a college athlete, you, you've got to finish out what you started. You, you're at a university for three to four years, if not longer. You have an obligation to fulfill with your teammates, your coaches. They recruited you. They put you in the best position to further your career into potentially the NFL. Well, Why not finish what you started and be a, be a big boy, be a man, and go out there and, <laughs> and maybe boost your draft stock by playing in a bowl game and earn more money when it's all said and done by having a good performance on national TV? But do you want to risk it for, like, the Twisted T Bowl or something? I mean, the national championship is one thing. Right. You know, the top four, that's a whole different thing. But, you know, your, your number – 35 and you're playing a number 40 team why not or even you know just the top 
15. If you're below the top four, I mean, what's why? I see what you mean, but why not put some more tape out there? Why not have, have the ability to, to, to really capitalize on an opportunity when, when you can put more of a spotlight on you and what you can showcase, even if it's not on a big stage, even if you're playing in the cheese at bowl. I don't know. I mean, a hundred million, it's still a stage, hundred million dollar contract is worth me sitting out one low ranked bowl game so that I don't blow my knee out, my ankle out or something, miss the combine, have my draft stock drop. We've seen all those stories of those players. Jalen Smith for Notre Dame. He played yeah. in that bowl game. He blew his, blew knee, his out, knee out, but he was still a high draft pick. He still was, but he was gone all the time because of that. Right. Thing, you know, but I mean, I I'm, I'm on there. I'm on the player side. If it's, I mean, if it, like I said, if it's national championship, top four bowl game play, you got to play. Like, you know? for example, the cotton bowl last night, Oklahoma and Florida, Florida had some of their starting receivers opt out who are projected first, second round type of guys. And it really, it really hurt their team in that bowl game as far as the production that they had and the potential production they could have had if they would have been there. I just think it does, it's, just, it's a disservice to not only your team, but to your character when you're, you're a GM for these NFL organizations, you're an owner, you're a head coach, and you're looking at these kids and you're like, you know, where were you when your team needed you the most? Well, you weren't there. I just think that kind of is a knock on their character as well. What do you think, Adrian? Yeah, I, I agree with really both of y'all. I mean, uh, you know, I, I see it from the player side, fr- from where Chris is coming from, and then I see it from your perspective as well. You know, especially especially if you've already been playing all year, if you've already been playing through the pandemic, why, wh- why not play one more game? Like, it's kind of confusing to me. Why not play one more game? Why not be there for your team in a bowl game? And I, yes, I understand some of these lesser bowl games are, are not very important, but, you know, these NFL scouts and recruiters and stuff, they watch these bowl games. They pay attention to them, you know. Um, and, you know, yeah, I, I, I get you don't want to get hurt or risk getting COVID. And, and, you know, I mean, April is just right around the corner when they're going to exactly, do the NFL. Right. When they're going to do the NFL Combine. So, I mean, I get it from both both sides. But I think me personally, I think well, if you've already been playing all year. You might as well just finish you what you started. Well, right? I mean, but, okay, think of it on the flip side. Think of it as you being an NFL GM. You have your eye on one of these, you know, top picks in the first round. This is your guy. You already know you're going to go after him. He plays in a low-ranked bowl game on a Tuesday at 3 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Loads his knee out. And now you're like, well, you shouldn't have played you see, I think it's I think right. it's both sides because of course you know, it is a two sided coin. Yeah, I mean they can say well, why didn't you? Right, depending who you speak with, who you talk to, there's going to be a different opinion, different yeah. perception on this issue. But you know, we live in a time now in sports and football, especially in the college football world, that is so much different from when we were growing up and what mm-hmm. we were used to. I can go back and remember Adrian Peterson playing in the Fiesta Bowl against Boise State. He had been injured off and on the entire season. He, he yeah. broke his collarbone, too. And he came back for that bowl game, and he played. He finished what he started, and it didn't hurt his draft stock. He right. still was a first-round draft pick. And it just the mentality from now to back then is so vastly different. Yeah. 
I think uh, I think uh, back then it was you had to play in the bowl game. If your team made a bowl game, you had to play in a bowl game to show that you're part of the team thing. Now, because you had so many superstar players opt out of their bowl games in their college years and get drafted high and then become superstars, I think that changed the whole perspective. Now it's I don't I don't think there's so much pressure on players to necessarily show up to a bowl game. But like I said, if it was if it was you know the a national championship. If it was the, one of the top four bowl games, if Notre Dame had some players decide to, to cop out, if they did that, then that would be a different story. Right. I, I think you have to play in those bowl games. Well, I mean, it, we'll skip ahead here, but that kind of goes in into a topic that we had you know, listed on our agenda today, and that is playoff expansion. I feel like if the playoff was larger, mm-hmm. there would be less players willing to opt out. Yeah. Uh, bigger bowl games for sure. You know, yeah. instead of having these, what, about 70 bowl games or something like that, they push through. Well, and, really, and really right now, we've, we've only got six meaningful <laughs> bowl games, which are the New Year's Six Bowl games, and then we've got the playoff games. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it really needs to be broadened and, and, and expanded to a point where those group of five teams, those lesser, you know, caliber Division One teams, smaller schools can actually compete, just like – in the NCAA tournament in March every yeah. year. How many times have we seen, you know, a George Mason upsets upset, you know, yeah. these, these, these no name small schools get into the tournament and they make some noise. Yeah. Texas tech two years ago, last year, whenever it was, mm-hmm. I mean, they went almost all the way. I mean, yeah, I agree with that. I mean, I they, they accept 64 teams. Yeah. And in, in an FBS college football, there are 130 college football teams, division one, programs jeez <laughs> and we're only accepting four into the playoff yeah nah i'd like to see a 16 team expansion at least yeah at least give a shot to these teams that like coastal carolina you know cincinnati or, yeah cincinnati florida atlantic last year a&m I mean, made a case that they deserve to yeah. be in the playoff even yeah. oklahoma could have made some noise in the playoff this year but we had to by default push notre dame in there yeah and just picking four leaves so much that they pick the committee picks from just picking four. It's going to always going to be the more popular teams, you know, I mean, just, I, right. I mean, that's the bigger name balls. teams, the yeah. teams, teams, teams from the power five conferences, yeah. the, the SEC, the big 10, the big 12, the ACC and PAC 12. But I think 16 was, a, is a, is a good number. And it's big enough to allow those other fringe bubble teams to 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 kind of break the mold if they get their opportunity. Yeah, I mean, does any of you disagree? Maybe there could be maybe eight, no. six. What, no, do, what do y'all think? I, I agree with the sixteen. That leaves two rounds. Uh, you know, sixteen, then down to eight. You know, that gives that gives opportunity to smaller teams to get in and have to play a bigger known team and have a shot at actually showing what they really did. Instead of going into the media and talking about how good they were and declaring themselves. It's so the subjective yeah. when it comes to rankings, but that's the only format and method of, of, of rank, you right. know, placing these teams in order that we've ever had. I mean, we've had the BCS era and that didn't work. That was terrible. Too. We had computers, you know, yeah. giving points to teams and, and things like that. And it just, it was a mess, but maybe they can incrementally step up and maybe have six and then eight and then 10, I don't know, or just jump to 16, but there has to be some type of expansion soon. 
I was yeah. thinking along the lines of like a 12 team playoff. Okay. But yeah, I mean, I like 16 too. I mean, I think, I think it do, it's got to be more than four. Yeah. yeah. The, you know, I'm tired of seeing these. It's, it feels like every year it's the same four teams every year. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, it's every the year. Same yeah. four yeah. teams plays, every year. And so yeah, I'd like to see some of these other schools get a chance to get in there. And if there was ever a time where they should put a group of five team into the playoff, it should have been this year with Cincinnati. They're undefeated. Yeah. They don't have a strong s- schedule, but in a COVID year, they took care of business. They won all their games. In the COVID year, they should have at least done two more. Instead of doing the top four, they should have done at least the top six. You six. know, yeah, I mean, at least give a shot, especially in this year where there was hardly any teams that started out anyways, you know. I mean, why not? Why not give Cincinnati a chance yeah. this year? Make, Put them at number four. Notre Dame, they're going to get killed by Alabama. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Jesus is on their side. <laughs> Touchdown, Jesus. Touchdown, Jesus, baby. I don't know. Like this, I think this year would have been a good year to experiment yeah. with an expansion because of the COVID stuff, all the teams that did opt out, you know, all that stuff. They should have increased it because they were they were talking big about all the teams that decided to not sit out, you know, they're like, well, it's got to be fair. Well, the teams that did, you know, play, why not expand it? Try this year out. See if it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't, you know, you know, you can always go back to it next year when there's a regular full season or whatever. Yeah. I, I think there's just so much of an uproar in the media and with coaches across the country, there will be an expansion, but I don't know if we'll see it within the next couple years. It's always slow with them. It's you know, politi- it's, yeah, it's, it's political. Always, yeah, there's it's all those guys, all those athletic directors and every chancellors of yeah. universities and presidents. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but going back to the bowl, bowl games that are, that have recently been played and that are on right now, um, the Alamo bowl with Texas, they smashed Colorado 55 to 23. <clears throat> Which was expected. I mean, Cal- yeah. Colorado went went four and one this year. They only played five games, and they did not look good. <laughs> they looked terrible. Yeah, five games, man. But hey, Texas' future looks bright with Casey Thompson, right? Oh, yeah. What do you think of Casey? I oh man, he absolutely surprised me. I mean, the dude's only thrown seven passes all year, right? And last night he looked like he's been playing all year. You know, I mean, he looked fresh. His arm looked good, better than Sam Ellinger's. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, yeah. like, don't don't get me wrong, Sam's my boy, but we all know that he is not known for a having Pass. a strong <laughs> yeah. arm, accurate yeah, arm. You know, yeah. so, uh, it, but yeah, Casey Thompson had a strong arm. He was accurate, and and then he was, I mean, he was throwing passes uh, like into the end zone. You know, with three defenders on on one guy, and, yeah. and he but he was putting He's it perfectly, dimes, right? perfectly yeah. where the, where only his receiver could get it. And so he, I mean, he looked like a pro last night, yeah. damn near. Hey. I mean, yes, he was playing Colorado, but I mean, for a guy that again that's only thrown seven passes all season, but he you looked can't, great. You can't discredit the accuracy that he had. It doesn't matter who they're playing. Like he he did what he was supposed to do, and he put mm-hmm. the ball where the defender couldn't get it and only his receiver could. And that's yeah. what a good quarterback does. And I think he gets a lot of that from his daddy. You know, his daddy was a 
all-time oh, great at the University here we of Oklahoma. Go. <laughs> so I knew we that was coming. We were talking about Texas, and somehow Oklahoma came up again. Still, well, <laughs> he gets it from his dad. His dad was a great quarterback. I'm just going to throw that out there. He was a, was a <laughs> former Sooner legend, but I think he is Texas's future. Yeah. And I think Sam Ellinger seeing that performance from Casey Thompson, he's like, okay, I better not come back. <laughs> I better just move on. I'd rather him I go. Think... I'd rather him go on. I'd rather Herman go on. Let's go ahead and start <laughs> oh, over again. Oh, the Herman. The Hermanator. Huh? Forget that, man. You're done with Herman, huh? I'm done with him since last year. Yeah, I don't see Sam coming back. Uh, and I don't think it necessarily has anything to do with how Casey played last night. I think it's just what else can he give to that university? Yeah. What like what right. what does he need to prove? He doesn't need to prove anything to anybody. Because um, whether he comes back for another year or not, I don't see him being successful in the NFL. I don't see him being a high draft pick. I don't. I don't either. But maybe that, fourth or fifth that, round. At that best. makes me think that maybe you know him coming back wouldn't be such a bad idea, given the fact that he won't be an impactful player at the next level. If I were him at that age, I would want to come back. But then again, the political atmosphere surrounding the program and the direction of the program would kind of push me away. And and I would have to think to myself, well, maybe I shouldn't come back because I'm, I'm really not wanted anymore. The fans want a new direction. They want a new, new blood, you know, behind center. So I might as well just pack up my bags and leave. But, I mean, he still has a lot of football left in him, and I think he is only a college football player. I don't think he's a next-level player. Well, I think if he gets on the right team with a good quarterback coach, because, I mean, it's his throwing mechanics. That's a problem. He can run the ball for days. You know, that's what's good in the NFL right now. I think he could get picked up, not first round, maybe not even second round, but there's always a need for a backup. You know, he can play the Ryan I bet he'll go undrafted. I, he might go way low. Sixth or seventh round? Yeah, I mean, way low. Because, like I said, there's especially now, if COVID's going to travel into the new year, into the new season, look how many players have missed and all that. I mean, the Niners, we had to go into third and fourth string quarterbacks. You know, I mean, how many teams had to do that this year? There, I think there's a spot for him. Maybe practice squad right off the bat. But if I think if he gets his mechanics down, gets a good quarterback coach or a team that has a good quarterback coach, you know, on there. I, I think he could be all right. I think he could be all right. Yeah. I think he needs to Even though Texas, but yeah. He could, he could have a career in the NFL. It may be limited. It may be very short. But, you know, I think what would what he should do eventually is just come back to UT and become a, 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 maybe become a coach, <laughs> maybe be a GA. I think I could see him being a really good football coach. And, yeah. Or maybe going back and being an ambassador for University of Texas and – you know, getting a job there or something, but he just—he—he's kind. Of, he reminds me of Tim Tebow a lot, and we all know Tim Tebow didn't have a great long NFL career, but yeah. he did win a playoff game for Denver. So, and he did start. He did play. Nothing is impossible, game. and he—I <laughs> mean, look at Jalen Hurts. Look at Jalen Hurts. I mean, Nobody yeah. expected him to go in the second round. He went in the second round, and now he's a starter. Yeah, for an NFC team that won a Super Bowl four years ago. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> Anything's possible, right? Trolled. The Eagles just got trolled and nobody knows it. Wow. Except Eagles fans and Cowboys fans. Now. How long do you think Jalen's going to last there? Oh, I don't think. I. The question is, how long is Wentz going to last there? I think everything is tied to Wentz on Hurt. I don't see Wentz staying there. I think. Well, Wentz has already said he does. He has no intentions on being a backup. Right, right. So, I mean, that's what I, that's what I think. I think if 
if they decide Hertz is the way, then Wentz is going to be gone, then it's just going to be Hertz. Um, I, I see them doing it pretty soon. Wentz has too many turnovers per game. Right. It's just too much, too much. Well, go, you know, staying on the college football topic, the Cotton Bowl was last night. And there were some interesting post-game comments from Dan Mullen, the University of Florida head coach. I don't know if y'all caught caught these comments no. in his presser afterwards, but he was kind of just deflecting the blame for his team's performance by noting players opted out. They were done with the season 10 days ago after the SEC championship, and they really didn't have to play this game it was really just a huge cop-out by a professional who you wouldn't right. expect to get behind a microphone and say those things, even if he felt it and, and internally you know, thought that as a coach of a Power 5 team, an SEC team, mind you, and a powerhouse like Florida is, you got to take the blame for, for a loss like that no matter what. Yeah. And it was his fault for not preparing the guys that he had. It's like they didn't, they didn't care, and it, it just blew my mind. He's a clown. The guy was just ridiculous and classless for the way that he handled all mm-hmm. that after the game. He even went as far to say, you know, the scout team players did well. Like, you're calling your second and third string guys <laughs> scout team players? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean it you, rubbed me the wrong way. Yeah, I mean, come on. You, you, had, you had a short time to prepare. You should have done it. It's your job. It's your job. Regardless of players there or not, you're still coaching the the receivers that are underneath. And you take the blame as a coach after yeah. a loss. You got you got to come out and at least say, "Hey, we I didn't do my job preparing the team the way that they should have been prepared, and we got our tails kicked. We got to go back to the drawing board and learn from this. And at least we got a lot of players out there, and they gained a lot of experience. But there's no excuse for the way that we that we played and and performed. Yeah. But you just don't deflect it and make excuses as a, a head coach like that. I mean, the guy's he's he's absolutely classless for doing that and, and <clears throat> making excuses. And and then these players gotta hear that that just lost his game and then go into that carry that into the off season. Exactly. And then spring training's gonna come around and you know, he's gonna try to push them. I mean, you're just putting stepping stones for them to leave. Like, come on, man. I mean, one of the direct quotes, the, he says, the last game this 2020 team played was 11 days ago. We didn't have to play. Really? Yeah. You're in then a why new, did you? You're yeah. in a New Year's Six bowl game. Then, then why did you play if you didn't have to? Exactly. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. And, and I think that's, it's more of a slap in the face to, to Oklahoma. Like, why not give Oklahoma credit where credit's due? Like, you know, like you said, I think it's completely unprofessional, you know, to – make excuses like that and you know um i think it's i think it's just a slap in the face to OU. yeah you know and to the cotton bowl like the cotton bowl chose this team to represent the sec to play oklahoma and they should be pissed off and upset that this team that they marketed that Mm -hmm. they that they put out there in front of every every public you know tv across the nation to see they did not hold up their end of the bargain, and they were not prepared to play and did not want to play. Like, all those gifts they gave everybody, take them back. Yeah. They yeah. don't deserve it. They obviously didn't want to be there. It's just it's nonsense. But you know what? The Heisman Trophy finalist was there. Was <laughs> he not? Task, yeah. 
He threw five interceptions this whole season. He threw three in the first quarter. Yeah, I don't see I, he's. Whenever I seen that come out, the, the Heisman finalist, I, I was like, how did he even get in there? I mean, how short is the list of players that are playing <laughs> that Trask shows up on there? I, was, I don't know. It was. You know who's gonna win it, right? Devontae Smith, the receiver from Alabama. I'm thinking it's gonna be one of the Alabama folks. He's yeah. he's in the. It's gonna be him or Mac Jones to win the Heisman yeah. this year. And uh, Desmond Howard was the last receiver to win it. What eight twenty was that twenty twenty two years ago when he won it? Like, what ninety ninety seven somewhere I think around it was there. Was older than that. Was it? I mean, because he he played he played in the Super Bowl with Green Bay. Desmond Howard from Michigan. He played in the Super Bowl with Green Bay back in ninety six because he had that. Yeah, that, the return, right? That he had that return, the very first right off the first kickoff. Yeah, yeah it was like a kickoff or a punt return. I can't remember. Oh, touchdown. you're right. I think it was punt. So, right. so it had to have been before that. So, 1991. Okay. okay, I was I was a little bit off. It said 97. It was 91. That's <laughs> it the last the 90s. time. A re- yes, a receiver <laughs> won uh, the Heisman. I think we're going to get a little, another Heisman winner um, from the receiver position this year, which is which is rare. But he didn't. It's not like the guy had over 2,000 yards receiving and, like, over 20-something touchdowns. He had an average year for a Bolitnikoff winner. Yeah. And Bolitnikoff award goes to the best receiver every year. He had a, a worthy year to win that award. But the Heisman, I feel like that's a little that's a little much. But in a year like this, you got to give it to somebody, right? I mean, I, I don't think they – out of all four of them, I don't think any of them had stellar, super, you know, numbers that were crazy and out there. I think that's why it's kind of a toss-up as between between them all, even Trask. You know, I mean, I mean, I see, I see the Heisman as a, equivalent to like the NFL MVP. Like every year, they give the NFL MVP award to the player that you know, basically a player that if that player is not with that team, they're not having a good season. Yeah, you know what I mean. So to me, that's what the Heisman is for college. So. Without Devontae Smith, would Alabama still be successful? I think so. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. It. I don't know. I mean, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying that the guy's not deserving. I'm just saying Alabama would probably still be okay without him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Definitely. In a year, in this team, they are very, you know, highly equipped on the offensive side of the ball, and they would be just fine without him. I mean, he does. He brings a dynamic to that offense that. They wouldn't have if he wasn't there, but they'd still be okay. They they have five star kids all over the field, and they yeah. continue to churn in those recruits year in and year out. But you you made an interesting point. You know, with the Heisman versus like NFL MVP, Heisman's one of those trophies that lives with you and stands out forever, and you can mm-hmm. make a living on that damn trophy. Yeah, <laughs> by making appearances, autograph signings, like you are forever c- cemented as a. Heisman Trophy winner, and you are viewed as a legend, basically. Mm-hmm. That's one thing I, I've just taken away from that versus like another award in any other sport. It's just one of those that just stands out. And even if you're not a star in the NFL, you can still hang on to that Heisman Trophy you won in, in I mean, college yeah. and benefit from it. I mean, yeah. I mean, look at look at Desmond Howard. I mean, shit, the Heisman Trophy is designed after him. Yeah. And he really didn't do anything in the NFL other than that that return for a touchdown in the yeah. Super Bowl with Green Bay. Other than that, can you 
can you think of any other nope, but highlights you, from his NFL career besides that? He can no, always fall back really. on that Heisman trophy and <laughs> that make Heisman money. Is, yeah, that Heisman is, is, is what he is known for, you know. Yeah. Uh, Plus, so. it's one of the coolest trophies that out of all of the MVP trophies and all that that's in the sports, the Heisman Trophy is one of the more badass looking ones, I yeah. think, anyway. It is. And you, if you win that trophy, you potentially have a statue made after you one of these days. Yeah. On the, on the grounds of the campus. I mean, it's, it's one of those that, that, that lives on. It never, it never falls out of... Uh, out of fame, it's 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 just a, a trophy and an award that that can lift you and you can make money from it the rest of your life. But you know, moving on, we're gonna go and dive into the NFL. And to begin, oh, yeah, let's let's acknowledge something here: the fans not being in the stands for the most part in the NFL do you I feel like it has affected a lot of games and just the overall atmosphere of the of the entire league but the Bills are granted permission for fans for their playoff game coming up and I feel like that's 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 cool that's an advantage for them due to the fact we have not had fans in the stands for most NFL games and it's going to be a nice you know, element to to their their game that could you know affect the outcome. Here, here's what I think is weird about that: the NFL was allowing that for all open air teams, all teams that played in an open air stadium. They were allowing a certain amount of fans. Why hadn't Buffalo? They're an open air stadium. New Era Stadium's open air. Why haven't fans been there? Why haven't they had them out there? You know, that's what I don't understand. Why they're just now allowing it for the playoffs? Other than, you know, Bill's Mafia probably thought it was unlucky once they started the season, you know. I don't know why they didn't have any any of them out there before. I mean, uh, almost every other team that's open air this year has had fans. So I don't know why they're just now getting around to allowing it. I mean, it's their first playoff game in 25 years at home. I think that has a lot to do with it. Oh, yeah. Because I think – I think – the, yeah, the NFL has been allowing teams, if they have an open-air stadium, to have fans, but it really also depends on the city, too. <clears throat> yeah. Because, like, Philadelphia, for example, was one of the first cities to say there would not be fans in any sporting yeah. event. You know what I mean? So it kind of depends on that, too. So I don't know what Buffalo's rules were, you know, when it can- comes well, to Well, the COVID. New York uh, Governor Andrew Cuomo announced Wednesday that they would be able to have a limited number of fans for the playoffs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the Bills games had been closed to fans the entire 2020 regular season as part of the yeah. New York State COVID-19 protocols oh, yeah. for professional sports. So they're going to be able to have 6,700 fans uh, with attendee, attendees needing to register a negative COVID-19 test before being granted entrance. So they're going to have to take a test yeah. to get into this game. That's something new. Uh, I mean, some of the teams have been doing that. Like... I know, like, California. they're taking temperatures, but an actual test? Uh, well, they have those rapid testing yeah, now where you can now, get the res- right? they can get the results in, like, 30 minutes. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe that's probably what they're going to be doing. Yeah, they've got to wear masks at all times, and fans who fail to comply will be ejected. Yeah. But Which, they, I mean, for them to host their first playoff, home playoff game in 25 years, a live audience, 
it's a must. I mean, oh, yeah. pumping artificial oh. noise into an empty stadium in your first home playoff game that you've had in over 25 years, that's just not the same. Oh, and I tell you this, Buffalo's got to be a favorite going into the playoffs with Buffalo fans there now. I mean, look how good they've been doing with just crowd noise from speakers. Right. Man, now, now you got Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, all those guys with an actual crowd showing up. It's going to be hard not to pick them going into the playoffs now. And it's going to be wild. With, even with just 6,700 Bills Mafia people there, I mean, you know they're not going to allow any away fans in, maybe, you know, 2,000, maybe away team. Nah. Yeah. It's, I, think, I think that's going to get them pumped. Push them even farther. I think so. I think so, too, man. It, it's I, it's I think, much needed after a season with no fans. Yeah. I think they're the – the team with the best shot to dethrone Kansas City. Yeah. I think they I think they've got the, the best AFC? shot. Yeah. I think they've got the best shot out of that whole conference to beat Kansas City. Well, cuz cuz we all know the Chiefs are the favorite. Yeah. You know, oh, to win the to, to win the AFC. Yes. Um yeah, so I think Buffalo I think I think has the best shot to do. Oh yeah. Them. And I am excited about seeing the table smashing on social media after the playoff <laughs> games, especially if they win. All the I drunk fans that. just down for that. doing stupid shit. Oh huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, Adrian, your team, you know, the Packers and Aaron Rodgers has been rolling with five mm-hmm. straight wins in their second straight NFC North Championship. Hey, Adams, baby. Now they've got a, they can clinch when they close out the regular season against the playoff hopeful Chicago Bears on Sunday. <laughs> See, and this is going to be interesting because obviously the Bears are going to be gunned for the Packers. And this yep. is one of the oldest, most heated, uh, heated rivalries in the NFL for the past hundred years, right? Yep. Um, this is what's interesting. If Green Bay loses this game, and New Orleans and Seattle both win. Who's going to be the number one seed? Because then they'd all be tied. Yeah, I know Green Bay is is already, you know, they're going to be the tiebreaker with New Orleans because we beat New Orleans at the beginning of the season. But how would it work with Seattle? Because we didn't play Seattle this year, so I'm not sure how that's all going to well, work. Uh, well, Seattle's loss, not running at the top of yeah. our division right now either. Mm. A so. loss or a tie by yeah. Seattle against San Francisco would would also do it for Green yeah. Bay. Okay, because yeah, we're playing we're playing Seattle. This week, this is our last week, and of course, we got to play them. At the end, so yeah, I, I think I think so, yeah, it's 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 just going to be interesting if they all end up twelve and four. Yeah, yeah. And you know, you know the Bears are kind of on a hot streak right now too because they've mm-hmm. scored thirty or more points in four straight games for the first time since nineteen sixty five. It's going to be an interesting matchup. I mean, there's and there's there's implications on the line. That number I, one I, seed I is read it has are, is, is Green Bay going to be seating seating any of their starters? Since it's the last week, I don't believe season? so. Yeah. They I shouldn't. I, I don't think. so. I don't know. I, don't I mean, know. a number, the number one seed. Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is not going to sit. Yeah, that's for sure. And that's just, you know, that's that's him. That's his character. You're, he's going to play. I mean, he's going to try to play that. It's whole worth game. it to play all your entire roster for that buy. Um, I think it's, it's going to be a tough game, especially with it being. I think it's going to be in Chicago because we already beat them at home. So I want to say it's going to be in Chicago and we yeah. play Tennessee at home. So um, it's going to be a tough game. I mean, I, the last time we played Chicago, I mean, I'm, we whipped the shit out of them. But uh, they've uh, won the last 18 of 20 against Chicago. Yeah. And so, that's counting the postseason. 
They're going to be shooting Khalil Mack all day at Aaron Rodgers. Our offensive line is one of the best, though. Yeah. Our offensive line is one of the best. Uh, our defense has been playing super great since the beginning of the season. I'm actually really surprised at how well I our mean, defense has played. Don't you feel like this is a great opportunity for Rodgers to make his case for winning an, another MVP? He's, oh, yeah, le- absolutely. he's leading right now. He's yeah, leading he's the leading. race right now. I mean, Just above this, this would be his third MVP if he were to win it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. He's, he's, um, he's been trending towards that type of type of year all, all year i mean he's, he's had a great season he's done well <laughs> for me on my fantasy <laughs> up until the end but it wasn't his fault you know a lot of people say you know rogers is great and then he's great without with 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 what little he has mm-hmm. you know um other than Devonte adams i mean how many wide receivers can you name off, off the Packers, you know? Right. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I can name them because they're my team, <laughs> but, you know, to, to other people who are not fans of Green Bay, you yeah. know, you, people don't, their names don't they're pop up. They're not household up. names. They're not ha- household names. So, and I, I'm not saying that they're not talented, but, I mean, it's true. He doesn't have a whole lot of weapons to work with offensively. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, but, but I he, mean, he he's, has, he's, he's been successful against the Bears. He's like 20 yes. and five and, all and, time against them. And not only that, but he's like, well, which I know today's the last day of December, but he's like undefeated at home in in December, and yeah. he he plays great in December. Mm-hmm. They, they both have up, something though. to play for, so it's going to yeah. be one of those games that it could come down to the last team with the ball. Yeah. Or it could yeah. go into overtime. I mean, rivalries, that's why they do the division rivalry games at the end of the season. They're always meaning something. Always I'll tell you right something. now, though, is, is Trubisky starting? He is starting. And okay, we got that game wrapped up. <laughs> well, his contract is expiring too, so he's has something to play for personally, internally. Like he, he wants he, to. He does not play well against Green Bay, though. He doesn't, especially when the spotlight's on. Yeah. He could be playing his when final game. When there's a lot of pressure mm-hmm. and there's shit on the line, he folds. Well, him and Allen Robinson both could be playing their final game as a Chicago Bear because both their contracts are expiring. Like I said. So they're going to look to ball out. Yeah. Yeah. Got to. Got to get that money up, especially Trubisky. You know. I think Green Bay is going to play with fire under their ass, hopefully. They're going to they're gonna have to. I mean, they're, to, to get defense, that number if, one. If we keep playing like we've been playing def- on the defensive side of things, we've got this game wrapped. Mm-hmm. Done. Because it doesn't matter who we're playing. We're sc- we can score 30-plus on anybody, right? Um. So yeah, as long as it's, it's going to come to defense in this game, you know who, who who plays defense better, whoever gets the most, you know, turnovers, whoever wins the turnover battle, that's who's that's who's winning this game. Right, you know the Bears made an offseason trade for Nick Foles. Do you think this game would be even more competitive if Foles was under center? No, no, not at all. I think it would I, be. I don't know because I'm telling you, Trubisky is Chicago's weakest link. He is their weakest link. He's a liability. I mean, he's going to yeah. turn the ball over. He's going to make bad throws, poor decisions. But but Foles hasn't exactly been, you know, top chef when he played in Chicago. Yeah, he, he's not so, top I shelf mean, by any means. But. So, I mean, he may play better than Trubisky, but I don't think he's it would be more competitive. I think, like, I, I mean, I'm agreeing with Adrian. I think Green Bay is going to go out there. They're going to make that push because they've got to to win and not just win, but win decisively. To mm-hmm. get that number one spot in the NFC. And, you know, those and top no, three are bad. Nobody, nobody wants to play 
on the road in Green Bay in fucking yeah, January. Exactly. Nobody does. Yeah. But did you know Devontae Adams has a chance to break um, Sterling Sharp's single season receiving yeah. Yes, and he's, he's and he's missed games this yeah, year. He's, he's missed, what, three or four games this, year, this season? So, yeah. And he's still breaking records. I mean, that that is amazing. And he's so underrated because he's in Green Bay. You know, he's Mm -hmm. in Green Bay and not, they're not constantly playing all the time, you know, or on network all the time. So you don't ever hear about Devontae Adams, even though he's up there just getting billions of catches. Real football fans know about Devontae, though. Nobody. And it's insane because, like you said, he's on pace to break records. While missing games, I mean, imagine if he played that. If he played this whole full season, I mean, jeez. Yeah. I mean, that record by Sharp has stood since the early '90s. Mm-hmm. And Sterling Sharp, if he didn't get injured back then, he's a bona fide first ballot Hall of Famer, which I yeah. still think he believe belongs in the Hall of Fame. Oh yeah, I even think though so his too. career was cut short. I mean, he was a great, great athlete, great receiver, and mm-hmm. even his brother says, you know, he he deserves to be in the Hall. Yeah. yeah. You know, if, if and I know Brett Favre would say the same. Oh shit, yeah, that was oh, his yeah. go. That was yep. his go-to guy. <laughs> yeah. Him and him and Antonio mm-hmm. Freeman. Those yeah. were the two guys he went to. And if Devontae Adams can reach that height this season, I mean, he's he's going to be in for a, a Hall of Fame type career when it's all said and done, too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, mm-hmm. and the guy was drafted second or third round out of Fres- yeah, was, Fresno was State. Yeah, it was late. Or I mean, yeah. I love to see those those kids That's that do still, well when they're drafted from a group of five school, FCS school, and they just come in and ball out in the NFL mm-hmm. and like have a great, yeah. great career. Yeah. You ask other right wide receivers around the league, they'll say Devonte Adams, the best route runner in the league. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's saying a lot, you know, that, you know, the other wide receivers in the game are, are, are giving him that much respect. Exactly. You know? Well, Good luck, Adrian, to uh, your Green Bay Packers. Fingers crossed. I'm an Aaron Rodgers fan. I, I love Aaron Rodgers. I, I want to see him, you know, hopefully win another MVP and make some noise in the playoffs. He's got to get at least one, one more ring. He does. He's got to. I think he will when it's all said and done, hopefully. But moving on, Washington in the NFC East will visit Philadelphia looking to clinch the division. What do you Washington guys think is going to happen? Team. Do you I, think they're going to close it out and actually clinch the NFC East? So they're playing the Eagles, right? Yes. And who's Dallas playing? Dallas has the Giants. Man, this is going to be very, very interesting. Very, very interesting. But I don't know why I have this feeling that Dallas is going to win that division. It's just crazy. The first time Washington and Philly played this season, I think the quarterbacks you- were Dwayne Haskins and Carson Wentz, and the Eagles were the team with playoff expectations, and it's the role reversal Tumbled. has happened. Well, Haskins is not there anymore. Haskins is gone. Yeah. We all know that. I heard he was like a team cancer in the locker yeah, room. Yeah, Rivera got rid of him as soon as he could. As soon as he Probably could. a good move. But now we've got Jalen Hurts, you know, and Alex Smith. Totally different signal callers and this game's going to have a different you know feel for it all together personally i don't want washington to win because i want my my <laughs> six and nine cowboys <laughs> to get in the playoffs yeah. somehow some way but i think washington's probably going to pull it out to be honest objectively speaking i mean i think that they're going to win the game i think the eagles are going to upset 
I think, I think so. the Eagles are going to upset Washington. Unless Ron Rivera's got some special shit up his sleeve, I don't know. <laughs> but I think I see the Eagles upsetting Washington, and I think Dallas. Dallas right now has a lot of momentum going for them. Uh, you know, they're on a little three-game winning streak right now. Um, and I see them continuing that. I think they're going to beat the Giants. And I, I think they're going to take it. I just have that feeling. I don't know why. And I'm probably going to be wrong because it's the Cowboys. We all know Cowboys are notorious yeah. for. Yeah. You can't. You can, yeah, you, they always go against their own picks. With, I, yeah. I, I'm a, I agree with Adrian, though. I think Dallas is somehow going to pull it out. I think they'll they're going to win the yeah. division and get it to the playoffs. I mean, now, they, they just have so much more talent than the teams in it. Even the Eagles. I don't right. care about all that. Well, I do think the Cowboys will beat the Giants. And. With that being said, however, I don't think the Eagles beat the the Redskins, the Washington football team. I just don't I don't see it happening. And you know, it are was, the Eagles going to play for a pick? That could you know happen. what I mean. That if happened. they play for a pick and then just kind of bullshit this game, you know, I think Hurts is going to go out. I think Hurts is going to go out and try to get that. Number. Yeah, I'd I love think, to see I it. Hurts, hey, I think Hurts is going to want to. Within my heart, something. I would love to see it being. A, and Being a hardcore Sooners fan, Jalen's my guy. I want to see him do well. And he, he totally has done so spectacular, I mean, the past few games. But he's got to continue. Yeah. And this game is a, is a big, you know, staple in, in, in the movement, the projection of his career. And hopefully he can pull it out. And I don't see Doug Peterson just laying down a game. Nah, no. Nah. Especially when his job's on the line already. Yep. And, you know, they're already talking about firing his ass. And the GM, you know, whatever his name is. Lori. Yeah. yeah. If so Washington I, wins, you know, they'll be 7-9. and nine. Mm-hmm. Terrible, right? Oh, yeah, That'll be the third division champion with a losing record since the realignment in 2002. <laughs> yeah. Weren't the who, – who was 7-9 and nine of years ago? Carolina. Carolina. Carolina made the playoffs? In. They won, they won was the division. Was it Seattle? Didn't Seattle win? Seattle did too. Yes. Seattle did too, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Ah, man. I mean, Sunday afternoon, we got to watch those games. Oh, yeah. It's going to be bombastic. And it's it's so, like, perfect the way it's ending compared to how stupid and crazy this year has been. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's coming down to these losing teams to battle it out in a division that has been total trash in a year that's been total trash. And somehow, some way, there's going to be a champion come out of that division and, and make the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and it's fitting, right? Yeah, I mean, everybody's been talking smack about <clears throat> how bad that division is, and they've all stayed about the same in record. And then now, this last week, to get into the playoffs, all of them have the same record. So now, let's see who comes out of that pile. You know, I mean, that's the one good thing about coming out from that. There has to be a division winner, even though those records are all terrible. Right? There's somebody's got to win, and so it makes it makes both games in that division. Something to watch now. You have something to pay attention to with this these two games because who knows? Who knows? What do you think Dallas's key to, keys to victory are on Sunday? They what play, would you say? They gotta play they gotta play defense. I they agree. gotta play defense and they've gotta run the ball. Yeah. I agree. Ezekiel. Ezekiel's gotta go. I mean Andy, you are you are playing the Giants, right? Yes. Andy Dalton cannot turn the ball over. Oh yeah. He can, I, I totally agree. He cannot turn the ball over. He's got to be efficient. He doesn't have to be Superman. He, we don't have to rely on his arm to win the game. But we've got to establish a running game. With Zeke, with Pollard, we've got to, move, we got to get, create 
some movement at the line of scrimmage. Let and our Mike offensive McCarthy, line has got to play great. Let mm-hmm. Mike McCarthy call the fucking plays. Yeah. <laughs> and get CeeDee right. Lamb, dude. I've been backing CeeDee Lamb since he got drafted. Man. And it's taken, what, seven weeks before he got a touchdown? Like, come on, man. Get him, get him the ball. They got I, him the I, ball him. on, like, a jet sweep run, and he scored yeah, last and he, game. Yeah, and it, it, was it wasn't even nice. a catch, yeah. I mean, get him. He, that dude is spectacular. He's 100 yards away Lamb. from 1,000 yards in his rookie season. Yeah, yeah. He's been a total stud. He's been a total home run pick, and I'm so glad that we got him because I, I would have been kicking myself forever if he would have, you know, went to Philly. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, the NFC which, East. Which aren't – isn't Dallas losing their coordinator this year too? What's his name? They already fired their de- defensive coordinator. Their offensive coordinator Mike, too. Mike Nolan. Yeah, not known the the. I heard he rumors the of that. Yeah. He's the ex quarterback. Yes. More. I don't think they fired him yet. No, I think he was leaving though, right? Something like that. I've heard rumors. Kellen of Moore. That. That's right. Yeah, right. Kellen Moore. Yeah. I don't know if he's for sure going to be out the door, but we do need we need a new direction, man. Yeah, I feel like we do. I think so. I don't know why they kept Kellen Moore in the first place. They've the already, they've already said they've already said they're keeping Mike McCarthy. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, he deserves another year. Any year that's been. Not good for any coach whatsoever yeah, at any yeah. level. Like this is a mulligan. You 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 you're granted this year. It's been what it's been, and now we're going to look forward to next year. Kind of like Tom Herman. They're keeping Tom Herman because yeah. of well, the 2020 Detroit, thing. Except for Detroit, Matt Patricia's out the door. <laughs> oh. He's already out. I remember when he got hired. I was like, man, this guy. <laughs> everybody hype. It's it's because everybody hypes up those those coaches in New England. Yeah, that Belichick just they, coaching tree. Just because they've worked under Belichick, yeah, and they must yeah. be these fucking geniuses <laughs> so let's hire them and give them a bunch of fucking money yeah and then none uh, name one that's been successful exactly exactly right yeah you know? i've got some interesting um facts for you for you guys and i think you're gonna be a little bit surprised here the last time the cleveland browns made the playoffs coach kevin stefanski was in college and baker mayfield was in grade school <laughs> Michael Jordan was still in the NBA, and LeBron James wasn't out of high school. Yeah. The Browns. It's been a minute. It's been about 18, 19 years. They deserve a playoff spot. However, they've got to beat the Pittsburgh Steelers coming up to finally clinch that playoff berth for the first time in 18 years. Do you guys think it's going to happen for the Browns? Didn't the Browns already beat the Steelers? Weren't they one of the Steelers' losses? Because the, the, the Steelers got what three losses now, don't they? Or two? They do, they have three. Mm, they have three. They no, have at least three, don't, don't they? I don't think they've beaten Pittsburgh this year. I can't remember who they lost to, but I think I think Cleveland has a shot, especially now. Now they're starting to come to their own. They're starting to look more like an offense. I don't know what changed, but they lost. They lost to the Steelers by a lot in Week Six, thirty-eight to seven. Uh. But of course, I mean they're a different team now than they were come week six. So right, and, and the Steelers uh, are on a losing skid right now too. So yeah, the Steelers yep. are are completely fucking up right now. Yeah, I mean defensively they're giving up a lot of points. Um, Roethlisberger's not playing the best. They could um, have a total collapse here at the end. And you know what? The Browns lost to the Jets. Yes, it was a close game. They lost. They had guys out with COVID. That affected the outcome of the game, in my opinion. And with those guys there, I think they easily handle the Jets and win by comfortable margin. And, you know, to see them 
fall to the Ravens before that and the position they're in now. I think they're going to beat Pittsburgh. I think they could win, especially. I mean, they've got oh, yeah. the home. They've got the home <clears throat> advantage for the for the game, and then like like we know, Pittsburgh is on this little losing streak. They probably should have lost to the Colts last week. <laughs> yeah, they barely yeah. won that. Um, they 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 won twenty eight to twenty four. So yeah, I think the Browns have a very good chance at winning. I think so. I think so. And I would. I, I mean, I don't think any of us would be mad if the Browns finally got in. You know, I mean. No, I, I mean, they've been out. Of the playoffs for so long, they have not been good for so long. They've been yeah, the laughing it's, stock of the NFL. Like it's just like seeing Buffalo get into the playoffs. Yeah, you know? it's, it, it's it is. It's nice to see teams, the underdogs, turn it around. Yeah, make it. You know. Yeah, and then plus they've had so much good talent for so long. You know, with Baker, with Odell, with Jarvis, with all those guys, and for them to be just failing just failing short falling short every year every year it's like come on and come another, on. another way for them to get in the playoffs is that the colts lose to the jaguars that that would Which probably allow them happen. to clinch a wild card regardless of what happens in the brown steelers game yeah it's you, interesting could you see that happening i mean oh yeah i think i think freaking you know, jaguars they've got the number one pick don't yeah, they yeah they're they're running for it right now but i think they could be playing upset and you know i mean they've got nothing to lose at this point you know why not why not Right. It's going to be an interesting weekend. I mean, you got that Cleveland-Pittsburgh game. It'll be interesting to see who wins the AFC South because you got Tennessee and Indy uh, mm. both tied at 10-5 and five right now. So, man, this weekend is just going to be full of fun. It's all, it's all division division matchups. That's yeah, what's great. division That's rivals. That's great, yep. That's, this is – as long as they're not benching, which actually, I mean, last year – I remember seeing so many teams just benching and sitting players and all that for the week 17, but everything was already by like week 16, everything was already set up. You know, the playoffs were set up and all that. I honestly, the only team I could see benching people is Kansas city because they're way ahead of the fucking, they're 14 and one right now. Nobody's even close in their fucking division. They've already clinched. They've, you know, um, there's nothing for them to fight for. I think they've pretty much already won yeah. that number one seed over there. They've already clinched the bye. Um, so that's the only team that I can see sitting their starters. Yeah. Everybody else, I think, is going to be – they're still fighting and clawing. Yeah, that's what I'm for, saying. For, and they've think, got something to play for, so I don't, I don't yeah. see anybody else sitting their starters. I think for, this is one of the few years where Week 17 is going to have almost every team vying for a spot since they added that extra playoff spot. And everybody's getting their starters out. It doesn't matter. Yeah. They want to either play upset to somebody getting in the playoffs or defend their playoff position. You know, I mean, uh, I, I think this is this week. This is going to be a lot of really good games, a lot of really good battles. Yeah. High scoring, low scoring. I think it's going to be great. Now, who do you guys think are the dark horses who make the playoffs who are going to maybe make a run here? who get hot, just like we saw the Giants years ago get hot in the playoffs and win the Super Bowl. Is there a team like that this year that could potentially get there and actually win the whole thing? Buffalo, man. The AFC, I think Buffalo think Buffalo's could, that team? I think Buffalo could get Buffalo, hot yeah. and meet up with Kansas City, surprising everybody out of nowhere, just show up and just be battling Kansas City. You know, I think they could do that. The AFC is kind of rough to pick, though, because of the teams that are in going in. I mean, AFC teams, I think, have been a little bit more inconsistent than the NFC teams that are going to the playoffs just because 
they a lot of those teams in the AFC win they win differently. They don't they're not always constantly winning on offense or just defense. You know, some of them have got some wins off special teams, turnovers and stuff, you know. Right. So I I think I think Buffalo could be one of those teams that just they're getting in, they've got the momentum. Josh Allen is killing it, you know. That defense is starting to catch back up again. I, I think they got a really good shot. Yeah, I agree with Chris. I think in the AFC, I think Buffalo's the biggest dark horse. In the NFC, I think Tampa Bay. Ooh. And all I've got to say is Tom Brady. I mean, that's all you really got to yeah. know. Yeah. Tom yeah. Brady is Tom Brady, and he's proven so far this year that he can win without Bill Belichick. He's proven that he's not that system quarterback that everybody you know, said he was. I mean, I I've been saying Tom Brady's a system quarterback for the Forever. longest for the yeah. longest time since day 1, right? pretty and, much. And, and to an extent that is true, you know, mm-hmm. but he's really proved a lot of people wrong and them yeah. them, them having the season they had, mm-hmm. what it, it validates his move and it it it, it uh, reveals it as a success in the yeah. end. Even though they haven't played the playoffs yet, they haven't even taken a snap his move to Tampa Bay was a success. Yeah. Look at yeah. look at New England now. And obviously he's not he's <laughs> he knows the playoffs. He knows what oh, he's yeah. got to do in the play. I mean, the guy's got six freaking rings. Yeah, I mean, I mean. Uh, <laughs> but can everybody else on that team step up? Yeah. That's the big question. Mm-hmm. You know, cuz Tom can't do it by himself. Everybody else has got to step up too, especially that defense. Yeah. Because is, you're going to be going up against teams like New Orleans and yeah. Green Bay and Seattle who are going to score 30-plus on your ass yeah. if you're not playing good defense. And that's what I was talking about, the Saints. The Saints, out of nowhere, have the top-ranked defense. They're mm-hmm. going into this week as the number one-ranked defense. Like, what? Out of nowhere, you know? The Saints mm-hmm. have always been offense. Score first, score fast. Now, with Taysom Hill and whatever's going on with that whole quarterback situation and Kamara getting six touchdowns last week, now the defense is showing up, and if that defense stays solid, that's going to be rough for NFC teams to go against, especially once Drew Brees starts going out there mm-hmm. and gunslinging and all that. I mean, they've always been a tough team anyways. Now they got yep. a defense. I mean, that could, you know, they could do. Of course, they're always playoff chokers too, so there is that going into it. Well, if Arizona gets in, I feel like they can make some noise in the playoffs. Murray. Of course, yeah. of course he's going to go with the team. <laughs> I mean, he's got an OU Bobby fucking star on there. I mean, the Rams uh, host Arizona with two playoff bursts potentially on the line, and they're one of those teams that could get hot, I feel like. They've got the, the players. They've got the team. They've got the quarterback. they got the coach, the new innovative you know, young coach that could really make some noise and scheme his way to – you know, <laughs> the Super Bowl. I mean, uh, give me one of those uh, Shiners. Yeah, boy. Hey, guys, if you haven't tried these Shiner. Uh, seltzers. Straight shooter hard seltzers. They're pretty dang good. Not bad, right? Not bad. Yeah. Pretty damn good. Thank you. Oh, but, I mean, here's the thing. You're talking about Arizona. They are battling the Rams. Yes. And the Rams and Aaron Donald, they're trying to trying to, to show up now because they've been – They've been having a little trouble winning some games here in the last half, too. I, I mean, I mean they're eight and seven. The the Cardinals, the the Rams are nine and six. 
they've got playoff implications on the line for both teams. It's going to yeah. be one of those games that it's going to be intense, and there's a lot to play for. Yep. Just mm-hmm. like with the the Green Bay and Chicago game. I mean, it's going to be one of those games that it's going to come down to probably the last team with the ball, and it's going to catapult them into the playoffs, whoever comes out on top. I just think that they they have they have the recipe for a hot run if they can squeak their way in. But who knows? I, I mean, objectively thinking – the Rams probably will beat them. Yeah. I mean, they, they're really good. I, that's, that's, I mean, Arizona for sure is wild card. If there's any team that could get stamped wild card, that's Arizona. Arizona's a wild card team. You know what I mean? You don't know if they're, if, if they're going to come out, have 500 yards on offense, you know, or come out and Kyler Murray will throw a couple of turnovers, turnovers and, you know. And to be fair, I mean, there there are injuries and COVID-19 problems for the Rams. Yeah. So that could play a factor into the game and the outcome. So, you know, you never know. Along with Goff, I mean, he – I think he had a, like, a thumb injury. Yeah, yeah. So there's always Aaron Darnold, though. I mean, the pro he's bowler. always Aaron Darnold. He's always. a problem, to say the problem. least. He is a problem. I mean, he enters the final week trailing, what, T.J. Watt by one and a half sacks for the NFL lead. Yeah. For the season. That guy's just unbelievable. Yeah. Dude, he's, he's so disruptive. One of the few people that's worth worth every cent of a $100 million contract that he got. You know, he's worth every cent. And you would have no question if he comes up free agency and he wants to go to your team, you find the money to pay the guy. You know what I mean? He's that guy. Oh, yeah. And he's his production. I mean, you can't argue with his production. You can't argue with the dude's physique, his, <laughs> his, his sheer... You know, movement off the ball. I mean, he he can rush the passer. He can occupy blocks. He's just a guy that can do many things, yeah. and it's hard to control him. Yeah, it's hard to keep keep him out of the backfield. And Arizona's going to have that problem. They will. Tomorrow. But a good thing you have Kyler Murray, who is very agile and and fast. Calm, and stop it. Calm down. He's a quick it. guy, man. He's hard to corral. You got to admit. DeAndre Hopkins is hard to corral. That's what. That's that what too. Yeah. Kyler Murray a lot, man. I mean, D-hop. Kingsbury expects to have Kyler Murray under center despite the leg injury that he had. So, with Kyler Murray on the field, he's a different. I mean, maker. you really never know. Like I said, I mean, obviously the Rams are going to put Jalen Ramsey all over DeAndre, which DeAndre has won that battle. You know, even though Arizona's lost, DeAndre's generally won that battle. And it's hard to stop DeAndre. I mean, even with three people covering him, we all seen that catch, you know. And Murray knows how to put that ball there. If not, he can run. So, I mean, there, there's always that possibility. Like I said, Arizona is wild card. And yep. the Rams, even though they're the Rams, that defense and all that, Arizona still has won, has beat teams they weren't supposed to win. I think they – I mean, they got a fair shot at, at – Yeah, the if they can get in, I think they'll, they'll, they'll make some noise. And, yeah. And you know what? Cooper Cup might not play in this game too. True. So, that could be an advantage to – the Cardinals as well. So you never know. But moving on to our final segment of Locker Room Hype, we're going to go down memory lane of 2020. What are our best sports or favorite moments of this year? Gosh, it's, it's hard to even remember. <laughs> and you know what? We're going to begin by, we're going to call our buddy Aaron. Ooh, is it Pena? Aaron uh, Pena. Oh. He, he has uh, 
some things he wants to say about this year. So we're going to give him a call, and then we're going to discuss and go around the, the table and, and give our input of what our favorite moments were. Hello. What's up, brother? What's up? What's going on? You're live on air, brother. What's Yo, going on? Pina. Big Pena. What's I'm, up, baby? I'm live on air. You're live on air on Locker Room Hype. Yep. I'm a hype. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Don't sound so enthused. Wake, wake up, bro. Oh, how's it going? Good. We're we're nearing the end of the podcast, and we're calling you because we're discussing and we're starting to get in the conversation of our favorite sports moments of 2020. So we got to know, yeah, what your favorite moments were, or moment. Moment, moment. Okay. So, well, let me hear yours and Adrian's and Chris. <laughs> I need to hear y'all before I say mine. Well, I'll give one for example. It's a big sports moment that I don't like, but Kansas City winning that first Super Bowl in what does it say here, fifty years over some referee calls, but we'll get into that some other time. But <laughs> you know, they still won it in the first time in fifty years, which was a sports moment. Not one of my favorite, but a sports moment. Hey, that's a good one. That's a good one. They deserve that championship. And you know what? As much as I give Aaron shit for the Patrick Mahomes allegiance, hey, man, they had a great team. They yeah. they deserve that championship. I would say my favorite sports moment of this year is when the Lakers won the NBA championship. They won the finals in honor of Kobe Bryant passing away. I thought that was really cool. And to to see LeBron win his fourth ring, was special. I'm, I like LeBron. He's a, he's a great guy, great player. And just to see them commemorate their season with the championship and in honor of the late, great Kobe, I thought that was awesome. Yeah, yeah. Um, I like that. Mine, mine's a little bit off. You might be surprised at what mine, mine is. Um, you guys know that I like golf. Yes. Uh, and I play, you know, pretty often. Uh, Dustin Johnson winning the Masters oh, this right, year right, for his yeah. second major uh, was a big moment for me just because, I mean, shit, the Rangers sucked. So there's no <laughs> moment in baseball. Um, you know, I mean, I was going to say the Mavericks making the playoffs for the first time in a while. But, I mean, COVID really made the NBA suck this year. So I'm going to go with Dustin Johnson winning the Masters. Not only did he win the Masters, but he absolutely fucking dominated. Like he won, yeah, exactly. <laughs> he won. He won um, by five strokes, twenty under par for a total of two hundred and sixty-eight. So he smashed every record that was held before uh, the one that Tiger had held since ninety-seven, the one that Jordan Spieth won uh, or beat in twenty fifteen. He he smashed those records. Um, so he absolutely dominated the Masters. Were you a fan of the Masters being moved to the fall? I didn't mind it. I thought that was actually you pretty think it's cool. Pretty cool. I yeah. thought that was actually pretty cool. I mean, and it was a smart move, you know, considering everything that's been going on this year, you know, with COVID and the pandemic. And I think that was a smart move by the PGA to move it. Mm-hmm. I mean, because the, the talks were to, to completely cancel the Masters, you know, which would have sucked for any golf fan because the Masters is what every every golf fan that's waits Super for Bowl, every right? every year, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, so I, I think it was a smart smart move by the PGA to move it. All right, Aaron, you're up. Yeah, well, I mean, 
I would, I mean, I know it doesn't sound like a favorite moment or anything like that, but just the, the legacy that Kobe left with not only with, um, with basketball, but just in all athletes, the world, what he left behind for everybody, you know, he impacted not only athletes, but people. And just that, you know, that's, I mean, if, if anything, that's the best part of um, to leave behind whenever, you know, you do go on to the next life. I think that's what you want, that he did that. I think that was probably one of the best moments to see, you know, and even like, yes, it was back in almost a year and, and people still talking about it, you know, what, what kind of legacy and what they, you know, how they want to be like Kobe. Um, yeah, that, you know, yeah, that's a, it's a good one. It is a good one. And, and, and then, go ahead. And then uh, I would have to go with the Denver Nuggets whenever they, they, you know, they were down, you know, three to zero or whatever, and they came back and I think they won two or three. Yeah, Ozion. You talking about Ozion? Yeah. That was that was incredible, man. Yeah, that was incredible to see that, and. And then my last one, of course, of course, would be seeing Mike Tyson back in the ring. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I, I know that some people are like, oh, but you know what, man? I grew up on watching Mike, man, and that right there was incredible for me. I, I enjoyed every moment of that. I agree, man. It, seeing his personality again in the ring and outside of the ring post, you know, match, it, it was yeah. it was awesome. Great. You know, his yeah. personality is so good. And if you guys haven't, you know, seen his uh, podcast on YouTube or listened to it, it's called Hot Boxing with, with Mike Tyson. It is great. <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah, you got to check it out. That fight was definitely worth the fifty bucks. Oh yeah, it was. And I hope he fights again. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I would definitely want to see it again. I also too. Well, I loved it. Loved every moment of it. Yeah. Well, thanks, brother. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate you calling me on the height. <laughs> nice. It was good to be back on the height rather than the locker room talk. You know, actually talking about sports. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. We'll we'll do another one maybe this weekend, and uh, we'll have you on. Sounds like a plan. All right, man. All right, brother. Happy we'll New Year's. Year. Happy New Year's. All right. Appreciate it. Come by later. Peace. Bye. So here's an obscure thing that we may have all forgotten about for 2020. Gronkowski winning the 24-7 championship in WWE. Oh, man. I did, he had that I forgot for about like that. two days. Did and he? then he immediately signed with Tampa Bay. And then I, I don't know if he still has it or what happens with McMahon and how they if they strip him from it because he's in another sport, but there hasn't been any wrestlers go out there and you know pin him anywhere. So I mean, I gotta assume uh, he's, he's still, still undisputed champ, right? The undisputed twenty four seven champ, bro. He's running around in Tampa Bay. Oh, Let's go that, find him and get that belt. That's great. Man. Hey, speaking of wrestling, how about the fucking Undertaker retiring oh, yeah. after thirty Officially fucking first. years? Oh, dude, Undertaker. I, mean, I used to love anybody him. who grew up watching WWE or. You know, back back in our day, it was WWF. WWF yeah. You know, was a fan of the Undertaker. You know, yeah. he WCW too back in the day. Man, I loved wrestling growing up. <clears throat> yeah, I did too. 
After the Attitude Era, though, after the Attitude Era ended, I pretty much quit watching because now it's really, it's really toned down yeah. a lot, you know, from from when we watched wrestling back in our day. Oh, yeah. When you saw Stone Cold Steve Austin fucking catching fucking beers and <laughs> flipping, the, oh, flipping yeah. the fucking crowd yeah. off, yeah. you know, I mean... It was awesome back in the day, you know, that, that rivalry with, like, Stone Cold and The yeah. Rock and, you know, Triple H and all those motherfuckers. It was great. Wrestling yeah. was great. Not so much anymore, but back in the day, it was awesome. And and it's sad to see The Undertaker go. But, I mean, he left at a good time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he did. He's, he's, like, pushing 60 now or something, right? Like, 55 or something? He's, like, 70-something. <laughs> <laughs> God. I remember Ric Flair just coming back and back. And back and back and back. And he's Hogan. so old. Hogan too, yeah. Hulk Hogan too, yeah, yeah. man. Uh, I think Bret Hart came back for a little bit yeah, too. Yeah. There not too long ago. I mean, that, the market for cortisone shots went up just with them showing up. God, now. dude. I don't see how they could do it. They had to get shots like pre-match. Constantly. I mean, like, they had to start starting two weeks before the yeah. match. You know? I mean, they had to get pumped with that stuff. Hey, speaking of wrestling, we need to go to one of them wrestling matches over there in yeah. Hamlet. Oh, the Hamlet shopping <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Hey, I think they're the like... The hog pin. They're like every... <laughs> it's, like, it's, like, it's like every Saturday night, you can bring your own beer as long yeah. as it's in cans. It's I have heard that, yeah. That would be fun. Like a, a guy's night, we just go, we just yeah. get drunk oh, yeah. and watch wrestling. Yeah. I say we do. I'm down with it. I'm definitely down with Shit, that. Let's man. fucking go tomorrow night. Yeah. Shit, tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> or no, yeah, Saturday night. Saturday well, night. you know, 2020 has been crazy. You know, we we started a podcast this year. We didn't know where it would go, and I'm just I'm proud and I'm glad that we're yeah. still going into the new year. We're we're still creating content, and we have listeners. Maybe not as many as we thought we would have, but hey, yet we do it for Shout fun. Shout out to all seven of our listeners. <laughs> Shout yeah. out to those who listen because, <laughs> hey, man, it's been a lot of fun for us to do this in a year where we had a lot of downtime. So yeah. I just want to thank whoever is listening that, that you have stuck with us. And we're going to continue to bring content to you guys. And I want to thank you, Chris. Thank you, Adrian. Like, y'all have been awesome. Every time you know I wanted to do a podcast, y'all are always willing to. And that, that really... It really means a lot because there's not a whole lot of people that will sit down and just talk sports. Yeah. Yeah. Or anything for that matter. I'm down for that, brother. Because it, it takes a lot of courage to get behind the mic sometimes. So yeah. I appreciate it. Well, well, we appreciate you, James, well, for allowing you. us to partake in this podcast with you. And I'll tell you what, you just started it this year, man. It seems like it's been a longer time than it, that. It, it does. It does. <laughs> yeah. It, it just, it was a dream and, you know. Just a simple dream. It didn't take much to get it off the ground, and I'm glad that we yeah went for it because it's been fun. Like we get to sit around and drink some beers and just talk. Yeah, you yeah. know, it's a good release. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And talk to somebody that you can have a conversation with too, instead of you know talking to somebody that just looks at you. <laughs> <laughs> and I do want to give a shout out to Rocket Brews, our our friendly sponsor. Woo! They're closed right now. But they will be open after um, the holidays wrap up after the new year. So uh, I think January 3rd is when they open back up. You guys have got to go buy Rocket Brews, man. They Every month they've got new exclusive drinks that you can only get during that month. And then they've got, at all times, the best micheladas you can 
you can get in yeah. town. I mean, constantly. The Rock they Express special is my favorite. It'll get you buzzed. It'll get you tipsy pretty quick. So <laughs> please go check Hell out yeah. Rocket yeah. Brews. They've got a drive-through. Plus, plus they've got like gummy worms and gummy oh, bears yeah, yeah, yeah. With, the, with the liquor oh, in yeah. them. Uh, yeah, yeah, they've got yeah. all kinds of stuff. You can just do that and be flying. Plus, you, you can get like the Mexican chips and they'll mm-hmm. spice them up for you with the chili and the limon and the tahini and all that other. Yeah, all the toppings you can think of. <laughs> Alex and Jesse do a great job with the toppings and the creative innovative things that they've done with the drinks themselves and the the beer they have some beer there that i haven't been able to find anywhere they've got some selections that are off they're they're stuff that's really even with m and r and all that having all those weird beers too they, they, they yeah. seem to find some especially when it there. comes especially when it comes to the imports mm-hmm. right the, especially the mexican imports yeah. yeah yes the mexican imports are great they've been reviewed by uh, a few travel channel programs on tv so they're just growing and they're growing and growing and they're only going to get bigger from here and i just i'm thankful that they're in amarillo and, and two of my really good friends and i'm glad that they they really jumped out on a limb and went for it because when you start a new business you're deathly afraid yeah you're, you're, you're afraid and you're you're scared but they went for it and it's it's been successful so far so please go try out and support rocket brews if you haven't already um, when they open back up, all three of us are going to go. Yeah. They've and got something there for everybody. They do. And they've got the best merch too. If you want to buy some merch, they've got hats, t-shirts, sweaters, all that jazz. Stickers. Stickers. Man, they've got it all. So we're going to wrap up this episode. This has been Locker Room Hype, episode Woo-hoo. 23. Yeah. Thank you guys for listening. I'm James. Chris. Adrian. See you guys next time. Happy Peace. New Year's. Happy New Year's. Happy New Year's. 2021 is going to be better. Fuck yes. 2020, bitch. <laughs>